18 March 2020. And we are joined now by the nation's top doctor, the U.S. Surgeon General, Dr. Jerome Adams. Dr. Adams, good morning to you, sir. These new CDC guidelines that were announced this week say advise no gatherings of more than 10 people for the next 15 days. You've said we can do anything for 15 days, but, but give it to us straight. Isn't this going to be longer than 15 days? How long do you think people should expect to be at home, essentially? Well, what you're talking about is our 15 days to stop the spread initiative. We're telling people that we really want them to avoid gatherings of 10 or more. We want them to avoid any unnecessary travel. Uh, we want them to work from home, if at all possible or not go in. Uh, and the reason why we framed it this way is because when we look at the data, uh, our numbers are where Italy's were two to three weeks ago. So we really have a choice to make right now as a nation. Uh, do we want to go the way of Italy and see our numbers increase rapidly? Or do we want to go the way of South Korea and China? Wait a second. Did we hear that right? Did this idiot just suggest that we follow China's lead? That we emulate what China has done? and China who aggressively leaned in the mitigation measures and were actually able to level off their peak and are now seeing uh, significantly decreased numbers of cases. We, we really right. feel like if we can get America 15, to all I mean, pitch in, yeah. we feel like if we can get America to all pitch in for the next 15 days, we can flatten the curve, which is a term that you've been hearing a lot, not overwhelm our healthcare systems. So and 15 days is this. enough? 15 days is likely not going to be enough to get us all the way through, but uh, we really need to lean into it now so that we can bend the curve in the next 15 days. And uh, at that yeah. point, we'll reassess. Examine these mysteries to determine, are they bullshit or not? The other thing I think that's a very important principle is to be consistent. Uh, you know, you, you, you have to have a certain fundamental set of principles that guide how you advise somebody. And don't, you can't change them. You've got to be consistent. And sometimes your consistency is going to be have a negative impact on somebody and sometimes it's going to have a positive. But if you're consistent, then in the long range, you're going to be very effective. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if in fact you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. But if in fact you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, 
you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The, 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 the pediatric, the Academy of Pediatric, actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't, not to beat it, beat it to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Because now okay. the CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two masks is better than one mask. But you don't have to have double masks. Is, is that right? I mean, <laughs> you know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And then you want it to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it, if you would like to, is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here, when you can get leakage in, is much better contained. Are you a double masker, Dr. Fauci? You look <laughs> like you are. The, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab, and NIH funded it. That you is can't not get away from it. It meets your definition, and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. Senator you Paul's are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses. And that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. Cause the pandemic. Paul, we're look, saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were they're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you admit the truth. And you implying, Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. Have and if anybody and is lying here, Senator, it is you. This is CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. The overwhelming number of deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. So really, these are people who were unwell to begin with. Hello, and welcome to the Ramble Room. This is Diane, and there's a crowd here this evening. I'm here with Ooh. Ken <laughs> and with Tom and Shelta Ramber. Hello. And Tiffany Limebeck. Hello. Hi. Hi. What do you think? <laughs> uh, gag. So that covers it. Well, yeah. Where, where do you start? When, when, like, you, you listen to yeah. this guy for the last two years. You don't have to wear a mask. You can wear a mask. Wear two masks. Wear a mask on your butt. And he's out there telling people all this kind of stuff. I had nothing to do with this. I had everything to do with it. Shut up. I'm lying. You're lying. And, and, and the policy has been as shotgun scattered as his rhetoric, as you oh, yeah. just mm -hmm. summed up there. Um, he was very consistent and his totally consistent. <laughs> the only thing constant yeah. is change. Well, right. and, and, and that's his paycheck. Yeah. If you're consistent enough, you'll get results. But it, he didn't say what those would be, whether they'd right. be good or bad. Right. For me, it was just, I mean, total BS. But at the same time, I'm sitting here going, this was almost two years ago. 
And we are still here. Like, why are we, why are we still here? Like, it's kind of scary that we're still in this predicament and it's going farther, even with all of the BS that is out there, you know, they work, they don't, they, this, they, all of the controversy and we're still here. I have hope. Um, I start, I've started seeing the narrative just kind of start to crumble on them and they're slowly walking back their statements. I mean, just the CDC lady saying stuff about, you know, four core comorbidities. It's like, oh, you're finally gonna admit that not all those 800,000 people actually died of COVID. That's lovely. Well, they went even further with that. They had asked her and said, so there's a difference between dying from COVID and and having to die with it from something mm-hmm. else? Oh, yes. What's the date on that? Well, th- th- that'll be forthcoming. Yeah. yeah. We'll get back to you on that. Right. <laughs> Another year or so. Yeah. What are they up to? 90, 99 years? Oh, they got that walk back too. I thought it was seventy six years before they released a okay. date on the on yeah. the vaccines. Well, you're talking about the narrative collapsing. You're absolutely correct. It was originally I, I was one of the people who was on Facebook talking to friends, trying to get on the radio, talk to people, and say, "Listen, um, you're not getting straight information. This thing about wearing cloth masks—they are absolutely useless. You might as well try and keep pee out of your swimming pool by wearing a second swimsuit. Um, you need at least N95 masks, and if you have those." This virus infects through the eyes. The Chinese determined that in early 2020, that there were people getting infected airborne through their eyes. So even a mask. So wear the mask over your eyes? <laughs> Apparently a lot of Americans did. Maybe. And, and now That's where the face shield came in. Yeah. And then we got this ridiculousness of wear two masks. Now they're saying, okay, so the cloth mask didn't work. They knew all along. Now they're they saying, did. yeah, you should wear N95 masks. And oh, well, we just wanted to save them for the healthcare professionals that's, is what it was. That's what's so irritating to me. And I had mentioned this in shows before too. I was very well trained in the N95 and other masks. I used to train CNAs and nurses on PPE and nursing home facilities. I understand the details and those people do too. Right. And every one of those healthcare professionals that was standing out there and saying, you need to wear a mask, was lying their ass off. Yes. In addition to that, one of the things we taught several times a year was if you are in like a construction crew and you wear an N95 as a dust mask, it is technically, according to OSHA, a respirator. And if you get caught wearing it, and you haven't been fit tested for it, and you haven't been stress tested for it, that's an OSHA violation. Have you ever, one time, ever, heard anybody from in authority say, listen, you need to wear a mask, but if it happens to be an N95, you need to go learn how to wear it. You need to, Mm -hmm. and an N95 will not stop a virus. No. Even through the mouth, certainly not through the eyes. Well, you know, Shelter, you're here from Free Our Faces, and, and so, the misinformation coming from our top government officials filters down. We have pseudo-informed school board members who, who think they're experts on this because they watch CNN and they listen to Dr. Fauci tell them what to do. And, and they say, we're going to keep our kids safe. That's what we're going to do. We're going we're to keep the hospitals from overflowing with all the tens of children that are getting sick from this virus around the country. Um, my daughter, Lillian, was here recently 
and she, she, I said, give us a behind-the-scenes look at what a school mask mandate looks like when the teachers aren't looking. And she laughed. She just said, they're, they're down on your chins in the hallway. We go out to lunch. Everybody's in the car. They have them off to eat. Whenever a teacher's not looking at or you pretend you're drinking your water bottle the entire class just so you don't have to wear it. Half the kids, kids who want to wear them will wear them, which you don't need a mandate. Kids are not disallowed from wearing them. Exactly. And you have kids who don't want to wear them who, she said, they cut air holes in them. Um, it, I mean, even if the masks did work, they weren't going to with the mandate because two-thirds of the kids were just laughing at the entire thing, including teachers wearing them on their chins and, mm -hmm. you know, oh, here comes the principal, I better put up over my nose, that type of thing. So can you tell us about some of your experience of dealing with the school board as they're off in fantasy land thinking they're actually protecting children with their dictate? I do think that um, they're, albeit not sound thinking, um, I think that in their mind they are keeping the kids safe because that's what the experts tell them that they need to be doing. Um, I tried to reason and give logic to um, Scott Stoltz. Um, the night before school, as a matter of fact, um, I just said a one-size-fits-all medical device isn't good for every kid. Not all kids can wear masks like the doctors, the pediatricians in town are telling you. Well, how so? And I reply, well, th you have children with anxiety issues that the minute you put that mask on their face, they're in fight f or flight all day. They're not sitting there listening to their teacher. They're in panic mode all day long. They have no idea if they're being picked on by their classmates. They have no idea who's their friend and who's their enemy. And that was the case for my youngest. Um, she had been bullied a lot in seventh grade and sixth grade too, but seventh grade. Um, and she got in my car one day and it was just visibly shaking and crying. And I was like, what's going on? And she's like, I can't see people. And I go like into medical mom mode and I'm like, okay, does she need to go to the eye doctor? What is happening? And then she's like, no mom, I don't under, I don't know who's gonna attack me or who is my friend because I literally cannot see who they are. And I just, that's when I, I mean, I'd already been building up to being upset about this and this was like, March of last school year and um that's when I'd had it for her and I was like all right I'm going full in I'm standing up and you know that conversation with Scott Stoltz the night before school he didn't care he wasn't even like you can tell when people are like listening on the phone and when they're just like you're talking and they're like somewhere else and I just knew that he was just going to go with what the Dr. Hunter and all the pediatricians had said. And, you know, you talked about the PPE and how in healthcare you learn how to put it on properly and how to take it off properly. And that includes not putting it on a podium. And if this is such a deadly virus and it's so important that our children keep our community safe, since when has that ever been their job? One. And two, if it's so important, why do you see them all over the streets 
if they are containing deadly viruses, why are they not in the hazmat bags? Yeah, I want to take you back to when Smith Alley was resisting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went down there and joined probably 100 people. And we stood awesome. out there in protest in front of Smith Alley, including uh, the then mayor and several other local celebrities, I guess you'd call it. I don't know. Anyway, the chief of police, when he came and confronted them at Smith Alley, was not wearing a mask. And when questioned about it, he said, well, I can't do my job properly if people can't see my face. What about a waitress? What about a grade school teacher? What about a mom talking to her baby? Yeah. Give us, you've been on the show. Go go further (laughs) with that. First of all, because yeah, because I don't remember being a baby. I've never been a mom, so. (laughs) I'm just, that's, you know, one of the saddest things I've seen is in an airport and the mom's face is just completely covered up and she's trying to laugh and play with the baby and the baby's like, I'm not really sure what to do here. Like I hear happiness and laughter, but I don't see it. And I could just tell the baby was just kind of confused and that's how they learn. That's, that's, that's where, you know, our face and our expressions and our feelings and stuff. I feel like that's a, a way that we're, you know, being a testimony to Christ and releasing love and, and people see that. And um, that's scary that kids can't experience that or or miss that or th- interpret it as being scary or fearful of what's going on around them because they can't interpret someone someone's facial expressions. To me, what's so vile about all of this is the people that are pushing these things yeah. know better. Yeah. Yeah. They're lying. And they're lying for the sake of what? To keep their job? At what point, and we've said this many times, at what point does somebody stand up like the little kid and say, hey, that guy's naked? <laughs> enough is enough. And I've said it many times. In fact, you were on the show, what, a year ago? Tiffany? Yeah. Yeah. Just and talking about, yeah, my kids and what they've gone the through. And, and the you know, the masks, and we can sit here and debate this and go back and forth but I think a lot of people for me I mean we miss the point of over decades of years they've stripped away piece by piece parental rights from us Um, and you know coming into this and seeing what they did to my boys and what happened with my kids and with Shelta and being so connected in that and then you know being becoming more aware of our constitutional rights and the rights that I have a parent to parent my children, um, I think there's a lot of, we miss the mark on that, you know? I mean, there's there's state statutes, there's, you know, where it gives the competent adult all authority over medical decisions and them trying to protect my child from something that they deem is using a medical device, that's not their right. That's my constitutional right to do that and to do that for my children. Um, you know, we talk about the free and public education that kids are being denied if they don't want to wear their masks. Um, they're religious, they're deeply held religious beliefs. Um, we've always stood for not being discriminated against those things. And here we are being completely discriminated against. 
um, for those things and our constitutional rights being violated. And so, you know, for me, that's a really big thing that I think parents and we stand for medical choice and parental parental rights. And those are really the foundation of where we need to go. It's back to our constitution and founding fathers. And we need more people to be standing up and speaking out. Um, This ends when everyone rises and everyone says uh no right that's that's not how this goes and if people you know it i know i make it sound so simple but it truly is um it's just people are afraid of what people will think of them or talk about them and well now the whole thing was all about fear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Do we want to become this or do we want to come into this? If you do this, we won't have this. I mean, I mean, total, total fear. Um, and instilling that fear into our kids of, you know, I, I'm scared to breathe, mom. But also ignorance, because like you said, you didn't know all of your rights when right. this first happened. Exactly. And they're also counting on that. But right. now yeah. you have learned that. And so we have to also get out there and just tell people, did you know that you don't have to put up with this? Right. And and that's a, a huge thing too. And, and part of it, and you know, we, we talk about fighting, fighting for parental rights and we're not just sitting here saying that we don't want this to happen because we don't like masks. We don't want this to happen because this isn't good for my kid. The, the basis and the foundation of parental rights is, is going to cover you when they come at you and say, you know, oh, we found this genetic gene in this something and all of this, you know, pertaining to this genetic defect have to be sterilized or something like that. I mean, it's just preposterous. I mean, if we're talking about preposterous things, this is it. But that the parental rights that we're fighting for are the same parental rights that they're going to come after you at some point. And yeah. what is the line? And, and, what is and your line? where is your line? Is it when they say, um, well, we, you know, they repeatedly say vaccines are a personal choice. But they're already, you know, have put into policies where if they're vaccinated, they're quarantined less. And I know that those things have changed, but that's an agenda. And so where's that line of parental rights to say, oh, well, yeah, this parental right is not really important. <laughs> this but, week. Yeah, this week. Yeah. But, it's just but next a mask, week, Shanta. yeah. It's just a mask. Yeah. I don't understand why you have to get so bent out of shape over this i mean geez just put the mask on right what's what's the, what's the big yeah. deal what, yeah it's just, you're so selfish your se- freedom is selfish just uh, your freedom i want to come back to what you were saying about how how it's simple you're right it's very simple but simple is not a synonym for easy simple Correct. can be hard this is very hard i'm and, and, not gonna lie you know you, and you've become infamous in local media <laughs> and you're kind of like the bad guy on Sheridan Media and in the Sheridan Press. Yeah, the unmasked women. Oh, my. Exactly. You're a threat to all <gasps> children in authority. But how many people, don't name anyone, come to you quietly and say, thank you for standing up for us, but they won't do it themselves because they're afraid of the backlash? How often does this happen? Oh, I'd say at least once a, once a week. Yeah, a yeah. lot. What do you tell them? Um, well, it's so thank we, you. We <laughs> we need to get better at um, delegating. Trying to like get them up and get them going because it's 
at this point, like it's lip service. I, I don't, I'm like sound terrible for saying this, but like when people are like, we're so proud of you, keep going. And then, then the, the next sentence is, what can we do to help you? And then you like literally give them like tiny little baby steps of things to help you with. Like, I need you to email. I even give you the email. I give you what to say and it doesn't get done. And, and so it's like, I don't know how to get people. I, I was hoping you could tell me because um, I'd love to tell you. I, I well, I, I'm somebody who who speaks out on the podcast, on the radio when I get a chance, uh, on social media, and I regularly, and I'm speaking to you, my friends on Facebook and followers, regularly get private emails, private messages, and texts from people saying, "I read all your stuff. I follow all your stuff. 100%. I agree with you." I don't reply or share or like any of your posts because I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell these people other than the fact that why are, what are you so afraid of? And, and, and it's really this feeling like they make you feel isolated mm. that, you know, you're an anomaly. Most parents don't feel like you do. And, and they, they hold that authority over your head and they make you feel intimidated. And, and with the help of public officials and media hand in hand, they give this impression that they're the majority when they're not. Right. And if more people could just realize the fact that you, as you quietly sit there on your own and think, am I crazy? Am I the only one thinking like this? No, you're not. You're Probably most people are thinking like you that, wait a second, I, I kept being told that we were going to be piling people like up in like Stephen King's The Stand, and, and all I'm seeing are pretty much like 80-year-old obese people di- with diabetes dying. Uh, Kids are not dying at a rate any higher than the seasonal flu, and we've never shut down for the seasonal flu. And you try and say something like that, and what happens? You know, you get censored on Facebook for false information. You have people saying horrific things about you and your children, how mm-hmm. selfish you You're are. You're a plague rat. No, yeah. And you were talking, mm-hmm. Tiffany, about um, losing your rights, parental rights. People don't see this coming in Wyoming. We came from Colorado. And uh, when I first got to Sheridan two years ago, I I felt like the guy at the end of the original invasion of the body snatchers, the black and white ones, where he's running through town screaming, looking like a crazy Mm -hmm. man. They're coming. The bad people are coming. And everybody Mm -hmm. in Sheridan's like, oh, you're crazy. This is Wyoming. That'll never happen here. Here we are two years later. Oh, my God, what happened? Um, You were right, Tom. Well, I, I get really concerned because I see in places now formerly free countries like Canada, parents right. being taken away from their kids for refusing to chemically castrate their sons because their son suddenly says, well, I'm your daughter now. And a parent goes to get medical help for their kid and the doctors say, well, you need to treat your daughter and you need to gender affirm and you need to give your daughter these drugs to make sure your daughter doesn't go through puberty. And you can lose custody of your child for not going along with this in parts of the world now, parts of the formerly free world. It's not that far off from coming to the U.S. or even coming to parts of Wyoming. I just look at California. uh, uh, Terrible. Tell us about California because I was just thinking about something. Just I think it was British Columbia last I'd heard. California. I mean, they're mandating vaccinations for the school kids. If you're not going to get yourself a COVID vaccine for your child, then your child doesn't get to go to public school. I mean, and same with New York. If you look at restaurants, you have to be vaccinated to be in a restaurant. Like, yeah, like sh- that is real happening in real time right now. And and for people to say, oh, that'll I had the principal of the high school when I handed him his notice of personal liability. 
And he was like, oh, that'll never happen in this country. Because I said, look at Australia. And he's like, well, we have different laws. That'll never happen here. But, and I but, said, but people oh. Aren't, they're not aware, they don't people pay are not aware what the laws are. Right. And a lot of the people in executive positions don't care what the laws are. Mm-hmm. They have no problem just stepping over them. I uh, One of my best friends going back to second grade still lives in Illinois. Sorry, Art. I don't know what's wrong with you. But he's telling me he doesn't understand. He's like, I can't take this anymore. It's been two years of this. He's like, two years of what? He's like, everything's closed down. You got to wear masks everywhere. You got to show your papers now with your vaccinations. I don't have a vaccine. I can't go in half the places anymore. It's tough to run my business. Now I, I might lose my business because I'm not making the people get vaccinated here. And and he's like, and, and the damn things don't work. If anything, they they make you more vulnerable to the new variants that are preying on uh, these leaky vaccines and mass vaccination for people that didn't need it. And I tell him about Wyoming. And, you know, Shelton, it's a fairy tale happy story for him. Right. This idea that you went to battle with the schools about wearing masks. He's like, what? The schools are open? <laughs> Wyoming uh, doesn't uh, exist. Uh, yeah, right, we, we, we don't. Yeah, there's a reason. There's nothing, yeah. but, nothing but wind and yeah, toothless Walmart shoppers and guns. It's terrible. Totally. Stay out of here. Too but many yeah, guns. But when I said, listen, life went mostly back to normal in June of 2020. When we were ignorant of what this virus can do, we did what people with common sense would do. We shut things down and people stayed home until we got a whole... Once the numbers started coming out and we saw healthy people, children, are generally not vulnerable to this. It's a nasty virus, but 99% survival rate. Things started to open up again. Common sense took over. And then the fear campaigns began. Oh, no, 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 look. Look at all this. Look at all these people piled up in the old age homes in New York after they purposely infected them. It's going to happen to your kids. When you're right, and the and the New York thing on the on the all of those people, there's so much mission misinformation. You know, all of those people that died on the ventilators. You know, there there wasn't sufficient now a sufficient amount of doctors and help and care for those people to keep them alive. You know, but it's not because of that. You know, it's it's we have ten ICU beds, but we only have enough staff to cover two. But our ICUs are full because of COVID. So, so people, that, so much misinformation is being put out there that that fear, nobody knows. And then half the people, like June 2020, when everything kind of, we started going back to normal, people are like, oh, okay, everything's going back to normal. We don't have to worry about anything. And that's one of the things that we see mm-hmm. is that when they, we get them and we put them enough, back them enough in the corner and then they back off. Then they start going back and dotting their I's, crossing their T's, fixing all the loopholes that we were coming at them with. Um, you know, um, we often, Article 1, Section 38, that gives us, you know, uh, parental rights, uh, me- or sorry, uh, parents, the right for medical choices over themselves and their kids. Um, you know, they, Scott Stoltz, argues that the the section in there that states that legislatures you know can can use measures that may possibly go against you know what the statutes say but the next line and i'm not quoting it perfectly but the next line uh, you know basically says they can't overreach yeah nothing supersedes nothing supersedes your rights and you know, at the end of the day, if we don't have, Shelter talks about this all the time, if we don't have personal autonomy over our bodies, 
then we're not a sovereign nation. Then what do we have? If I can't, I, I mean, at what point are they going to, you know, you see that meme all the time of the worker and the boss saying, I'm not forcing you to, ha- you know, have sex with me, but I'm just withholding your work and your money and your job until you do. It, I mean, if we don't have control and, and say yes or no over our bodies. I, I'm so glad you brought up that the quid pro quo mm-hmm. sexual harassment because that just became accepted throughout the country that it is unacceptable to withhold somebody's job pay for, listen, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to force you to, but you know, I'm going to give you this offer. You could do this and then you get all these wonderful things. And, and Americans generally said that is a form of coercion. Uh, yeah. Really? Right. But now suddenly it's not a form of coercion because no. right. we've got a darn good reason. And the darn good reason is we like this much power. I mean, th- it's a horribly <laughs> deadly virus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's all the my body, my choice people? And where's the no means no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and, and where, where's all the, the anti, where's all the anti-vaxxers? <laughs> like, you know, that back. They're in Facebook jail. Yes, they right. are in Facebook. You know, too. I just found out today that now there's not even you used to be able to go and block fact checkers. You can't do that now. Oh, I I have fun with the fact checkers. I predict like the idiocy they're going to put underneath or whatever. Yeah. It's, it, it's, I fact check the fact checkers. Oh, oh, they they use stuff like politifiction <laughs> and, and, and nopes and, and they just it, it's laughably bad stuff. I mean, I've pulled out government reports from like the United Kingdom and from Germany and our own and, and, and scientific studies that are peer reviewed. And, yep. and then they fact check me with Snopes on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think if, I yeah. quoted the CDC and got into Facebook jail. I'm like, it was a CDC yeah. quote. Don't, don't, don't do that. Oh, good. Just, just for the record. Yes. Because a lot of people listening. Fix my mess up. Please. <laughs> I'm not going to fix it. I'm just, I'm just going to clarify the yes, details. Yes. Yes. This is Article 1, Section 38 of the Wyoming Constitution. Each competent adult shall have the right to make his or her own health care decisions. The parent, guardian, or legal representative of any other natural person shall have the right to make health care decisions for that person. Letter B. Any person may and a health care provider may accept direct payment for health care without imposition or of penalties or fines for doing so. C. The legislature may determine the reasonable and necessary restrictions on the rights granted under this section to protect the health and general welfare of the people or to accomplish the other purposes set forth in the Wyoming Constitution. And item D, the state of Wyoming shall act to preserve these rights from undue government infringement. 